All right, man. I, I, I think we've got one that's going to be fun today. Yes. Well, I mean, they're always fun, but this is like a, it's like a battleground for the ages, right? This is the type of question that we will be confronting from now until people are no longer working out, I would, I would say. Yes. Um, I'm just writing down something here that just popped into my head right now. We'll see if we can get to this. But the question is, and I don't know where this, this sparked from. It's not like it's an, an original thought, but there was something that crossed my path in the last week that I was like, ah, we should just have a little chat about this. And it was basically, mm. which is more important, working out or nutrition? There it is, point <laughs> black, simple. That's the question. Now, I know, I know, I know, to anyone listening who just rolled their eyes as they're driving the car, <laughs> luckily, we understand that both are important. We, and we, we understand that we live in a fantastic world that you don't have to make this miserable choice. But it's just, it's a thought experiment to go down different rabbit holes because every now and then I look at things and it seems like people are, are prioritizing one over the other. And so let's just have a little, little bit of a chat. So that's what we're going to do today. Working out or nutrition, which one is more important? Well, that's an interesting question, Pat. And again, we got to preface that by saying I think they're a lot more integrated than most people want to believe. But since we're playing the game and we are going to pick sides, uh, I want to go through and examine what it is that we're talking about and placing importance on before I pick my side. So let's start with nutrition. I think nutrition has the potential to affect you in many, many, many more ways than your physical capability, uh, insofar as there are all sorts of lifestyle-related diseases. Um, there's all sorts of negative uh, end states that can happen if your nutrition is really messy. So in that regard, nutrition is pretty important. I could also make the case that because you have more opportunity to eat every day, and you know that's what keeps the machine going, so to speak, Mm -hmm. because there's so much more opportunity and, and therefore, um, you know, decisions that can move you on a right track or a, a wrong track, so to speak, uh, I, could, I could argue it that way too. So in my mind, I think if we're laying out the case for nutrition, those are the two that jump to the forefront right away. You got more opportunity to do it and it has the potential to affect more things. You know, anyone who's been following us for a while or whatnot, probably knows by now that we're both relatively passionate about both these topics, you know, nutrition mm. and working out. And I, you know, as odd as it seems, I feel like I was put on this earth to, to program workouts, which is a weird thing to be put on the earth to do. So like, I love <laughs> the workouts, the strength and conditioning, like that puzzle. I adore it. You know, I don't spend my time on the nutrition piece. I spend my time on the other one. So hopefully that helps give some importance to when I say, if I had to make this choice, I would choose nutrition every single solitary mm. day of the week. And it would be it would be easy to do just because, and again, not to downplay the importance of working out and being strong, fit, the whole nine yards. But man, as overly simplified as it is, that saying that you can't out-train a bad diet, I wholeheartedly believe that for most people, under most circumstances, most of the time. And I think there, there are some genetic freaks that might be on the fringe, but you are <laughs> on the fringe. Or you are in that wonderful earlier age range in your life where you are under the illusion that you are out training <laughs> a bad diet. And that illusion 
will one day be revealed as a falsehood, as a confection, as a fiction, and the stark reality of what has been going on inside of your body, even though you may have had a great looking midline, will come into focus. So if I had to only choose one of the two, my vote would be, you know, to the nutrition side of the house. And I'll, I'll keep it, you know, going down that path as to why, but that's, that's where I'm planting my flag right now. Yeah, right on. Okay, so let me play the devil's advocate. Yeah, I laid out the case for nutrition as well early, but let's lay out the case for the other end of it, the, the working out end of it. And I think there are absolutely things that are very critically important that working out can provide you that nutrition cannot. And so if we're talking about the physical resilience of the body, that is something that will be broken down and not maintained in the absence of physical exertion and physical training. So in mm -hmm. that regard, that's a very critical factor. I also think one that's not as uh, maybe championed, although it, it's talked about a lot, uh, is the mental aspect of things. You know, when you are exerting yourself in a way that is difficult or you're pursuing something physically that's hard, there's an immediacy to that where you cannot be focused on things outside of what's happening right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important. You know, like people leave complicated li lead complicated lives these days. And I think, you know, as somebody who is prone to ruminate, <laughs> shall we say, um, <laughs> if I don't have something regularly that stops those thought patterns and allows me a bit of an escape from all of the other things I've got going on in my world and puts me in a place where it's like, hey, look, you got to think about nothing else but this, and, or, or you cannot think about anything but this for this amount of time on the regular, I think that's huge for people. And nutrition isn't going to offer you that. And so I think there's some pretty strong cases to be made where, hey, yeah, nutrition might have the upper hand at first glance, but there are some very critical elements that aren't going to be filled in with nutrition alone. So that's my case for the physical end of things. Sidebar, yeah. if and when we ever do make some very not random shirts or swag, maybe under VNR, it says prone to rumination or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, that would be it's a great, <laughs> a great, just geeky oh, uh, catchphrase uh, there. Yeah, so, I dig it. <laughs> you know, I, I, again, it's nice that we don't have to make this decision. And when yeah. I go down this path in my head, I think about the two extremes, you know, moderation mm -hmm. usually leads to a moderate result. So I think of the extremes sure. where both go. And the one extreme would be, um, yeah, I, I don't work out anymore. Now, that's not to say that you can, might not be active. You're out walking, you're working in the yard, you're going for hikes, or you're not just set, you know, sitting on a couch plugged into the TV, but you're not working out. You're not jacking steel around and squatting and doing those wonderful things. But you ate, and we're not even going to get into what, you know, the ideal diet is, because that'll be, you know, but you ate in a beautiful, unquestionable manner and which would sustain, you know, um, your metabolic condition for as long as you possibly could, but you're not working out. That's one. The other one is you're working out like a maniac, but it's just, you know, flapjacks for breakfast, you know, <laughs> and a waffle with cheese and two milkshakes for lunch drinks. and, and two <laughs> oh, yeah. large pizzas and root beer for dinner. Uh, when I look at those two extremes, it's the easiest decision in the entire world. And, and, not to throw anybody under the bus, because these would be very large people that would beat me up easily if I faced them uh, in real life. But I think back to that, 
interview that we had with Lawrence Chalet, that, mm-hmm. you know, world's strongest man competitor that in his own words was like, you know, so it's interesting. You could have a goal of being the strongest person in the world, in the gym, with the biggest deadlift, and you could actively pursue that with a diet that even in his own words, in hindsight, was just killing him in death and horrifically unhealthy. Yet, man, look at those numbers. Those numbers are amazing. And you're just mm-hmm. a beast. And you're, you know, that's so that's when I look at those two extreme models, and even, you know, he in hindsight being like, I'm on a, a much healthier, different path now because, because that was not, regardless of what was happening in the gym, heading me down that path. It, it again leads me to, yes. I would love to have both and I pursue both. But if I had to make that decision, I just get back to that. I just don't think for most of us, we can out-train, um, out-train a bad diet. And so I think, I also think nutrition is that part of the equation that, well, I'm going to, I'm speaking for me and maybe I'm crazy, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think from what I've seen and what I've heard and the interactions I've had, I feel this is a decent consensus. That if I ask people, hey, what do you struggle with more? Getting into the gym to work out or making great decisions with your food? I think most Mm -hmm. people are like, man, it's a whole heck of a lot harder to just eat well all the time. Yeah, I can Mm -hmm. get myself into the gym. And even if it's for a quick one, I got something in. But man, the nutrition is a struggle. And so I think that that nutrition starts to slide a little bit because it's so challenging to keep going on. And then I think people potentially aren't meeting their goals in the gym or something else happens. And that part of the equation, which is the more difficult one to do well long-term, isn't what gets addressed. You know, a supplement's taken, another session in the gym is hit, I'm going to layer on something here instead of just like, hmm, there is this thing that I do at least three times a day, and it's really hard. I'm going to try to clean that up and see if it helps the other thing out as well. So I think, I think that nutrition part is, um, it's just a sleeping giant in most of our lives that, uh, yeah, that has a lot of power and a lot of influence. Yep, I'm going to double down on my arguments for the uh, physical end of things just to keep it fun. Okay, okay. Uh, although I think I agree with you. Like push came to shove, gun to my head, I think I'm choosing nutrition as well. Terrible but, decision. I mean, it's a terrible but, choice to have to make. Let yeah, let me let me play the devil's advocate because it's fun. Uh, you said that you cannot outtrain a bad diet. I agree, but you, I'll tell you what you also cannot do. You cannot maintain a full squat into your 80s with an apple. 100%. It's not going to happen. So, you know, on that end of things, I think there is a physical deterioration that is, dare I say, inevitable if you're Mm -hmm. not engaged in some sort of physical practice. And so to me, I'm almost, I could almost convince myself that it would be more important for me to die young, but be able to maintain my physical capacity up until that point than to, um, you know, be stretched out and have a, a longer lifespan, but be physically incapable. I could get myself there, so. I think. Yeah. Potentially, and, potentially so. And the second point I wanted to make, you brought up, uh, you know, this really kind of niche strongman training, which is cool. And yes, I think it is pretty remarkable that people can get these singular exceptional results, oftentimes with, you know, questionable choices in other areas of their life. You know what I mean? You, you can see that pretty regularly with all sorts of athletes that pursue something very niche and very singular. Mm-hmm. I think if we're talking about 
CrossFit as that activity, there is a bolstering effect because you have to be engaged with so many things. And if we think back to the idea of, you know, um, these health markers that are moving along a continuum from sick, Mm -hmm. well, and fit, if you are doing something like deadlifting on the regular and you're trying to get your 5k better and you're trying to develop some of these basic gymnastic skills, et cetera, even with no other nutritional intervention, I think you're much more likely to collect some of those health markers and move them towards well and fit than you would be if you're just pursuing one activity wholeheartedly. And so it is a bit of a different comparison when I when I think about that a little bit. That does, I think, offer a bit of a bulwark, even absent nutrition. So I think maybe that gulf of like nutrition just being flat out the most important thing, maybe it's less than than we think, even though I when it comes down to it, I agree. Well, I think if you're I onto something. One, I think you're onto something there. I, I think that is actually one of one of the geniuses of of CrossFit, right? I mean, I remember I'm going to try not to forget my point, which is, you know, when, when Greg Lassen said something along the lines of most people hate stretching, they find it boring, they'd rather jump off a cliff. But if, but if I mm-hmm. can provide to you this program, this community, this gamification of fitness that makes you want to engage in and be better at it, and oh, by the way, to get really good at it, you're going to have to be doing these movements, which will require increasing your range of motion flexibility, then I will, by de facto, get you to focus on your stretching and do something you otherwise wouldn't have because you care about this other thing. Right. Yes, with nutrition and CrossFit as well, I think there's a link there where you could just Mm -hmm. be a power lifter, not be eating that well, be quite overweight, quite frankly, competing in the heavyweight division or whatnot, which might be indicative of great lifts, but probably not good metabolic health and and excel at your sport. If you're actually doing CrossFit, and I'm not talking just uh, a lifting bias and you blow off the 5k run days but you're actually doing what crossfit is supposed to be and you're doing lifting and gymnastics and metabolic conditioning and giving all of those devils their due in my life anyway that does make me have a focus on nutrition now and specifically i can tell you the one that does is all the ones that people are most likely to avoid if i know i have a six by 400 meter run coming up tomorrow and it's a track day I'm acutely aware of what I'm eating the day before because I've been down mm-hmm. that path of sprinting on, you know, last night was pizza night. That doesn't go really <laughs> well. And so there's something about, you know, doing this variance that we do in CrossFit, embracing intensity as well, because intensity and a poor diet don't usually go together also, that can help you make better nutritional choices compared to, like you're saying, a soul-focused some single sports so i actually there's there's no argument from me on that one i think that's i think those two dance very well together yeah for sure yeah all right well so again i think i am also in camp nutrition if we had to choose one um i do think that it's probably going to have the bigger impact when you take the total net balance however i do also think that it's easy to just make that statement and then you know, think that the gulf between the two is so massive. And and I think maybe it's not as uh, much as maybe it may, might appear at first glance. So just some food for thought there. Oh, and one other thing, you know, I brought up the, uh, when I was playing Devil, devil's advocate with the physical, you know, it's much easier to maintain, um, you know, 
muscle and bone density and some of these other physical properties. That's not going to happen solely through nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're going to have that mental break that it physically takes you out of the rest of your world for a little while, which is very, very good. I also think that the communal aspects of exercise are often easier than like, it's rare that people are like, hey, I've got this community that meets every day around broccoli, you know, <laughs> some right, people yeah, will do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, no doubt, you know, food is often community based, but maybe not in the best way. When it's a communal based meal, there's often indulgences involved in that. It's not mm -hmm. I'm getting together with my buddies to make a healthy breakfast. You know, that's rare, more rare. Right. Whereas right. with exercise, there's plenty of outlets on the uh, communal end of things that I think are very, very positive and allow that kind of social outlet as well. So one more in camp exercise to consider. Yeah, and I think how to say this without potentially offending just a preposterously <laughs> large number of people. Uh, uh, well, it's Get the your truth. pitchforks ready, folks. It's the truth, <laughs> I'm just gonna say the truth. I don't they say the truth will set you free? You know, it's... Yeah. um. It's, there's an interesting shift, in my humble opinion anyway, recently in media, culture, society, and even medicine and whatnot, where if you happen to mention to somebody that they're overweight, it's taken as a personal attack on their value mm. as a human being. And I, I hope sure. that that's not how any of this is being received. But I find it sad, or I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but as somebody in the health and fitness industry, that I'll see a large number of friends, families, people on the internet, whatever, that are complaining of, I'm having a tough time sleeping. Uh, my recovery isn't great. I have knee pain. I have arthritis. Like these ailments that occur, and they're talking about what they're doing or the pharmaceutical intervention and the, the pill that they're popping, or they're going to try this different set of knee sleeves, or I might try this other thing. It's like, you're 40 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that is what's causing poor sleep and what's causing sure. bad recovery and what's causing a lack of mental acuity and what's causing joint pain. But I tend to think it's not helping. And I tend to think that, mm -hmm. you know, the other things that are said, such I'm, I'm going to go to my doctor and get this prescription for something and not to say that, you know, going to your doctor and getting a prescription doesn't have value. That's not what I'm saying. But doing something like that or buying a different set of lifting shoes or I'm going to try this belt to see if it helps yeah. my back pain. All of those are way, way, way easier than digging into your nutrition and making some serious changes to how you eat both in the quality and the quantity of your food. That's really tough to do for most people, but I think there is a mountain of untapped benefit there that I hope it's it's way easier to go do another 10 minutes on the bike every day. Way yep. easier yep. than to dive into what's going on in your fridge and what aisles do you walk down in the grocery stores and what do you pull off the shelves? And that's mm -hmm. maybe the brief synopsis of if I had to really focus on one of those two or if I think that most people would benefit from one of the two, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, meat in the bone there, no pun intended. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that uh, I, a lot of thoughts there. Um, yeah, one of the <laughs> one was a story that Chris Spieler used to tell where he was working at a bike shop. And I think this kind of acts as a nice metaphor for what you were getting at there where, you know, he would have people that would come in 
They would want to spend all sorts of money on uh, on a bike, like a downhill mountain bike, uh, up to and including, you know, thousands of dollars to shave ounces off of the frame of a bike or to reduce the weight. And Chris would be looking at some of these guys and be like, you know, I'm not saying that you're obese, but you could spare 10 pounds. Right. That's going to be a whole lot cheaper than me doing whatever I'm doing to this bike, but that seems like untenable to them. So interesting. But one one thing I'll also say on top of that, uh, just on the pragmatic sense, um, I, I often kind of think it's interesting to look at what keeps people motivated in one realm, and maybe that can transfer to the other. So for example, when people are working out, let's assume it's easier for them to do that. Given enough time, they're going to have favorite workouts. They're like, ooh, I really like that. And they'll probably write it down and they'll probably have a list or at least a mental list where they're like, they could recall, man, I really like doing that. And when going gets tough, they can come back and do that thing that they like. I think that's a really sound strategy to adopt for nutrition. And Stefan Roche mm. used to talk about this all the time. He's like, hey, nutrition doesn't need to be a guessing game. What you need to do is just start experimenting enough until you find a meal that is healthy, you know, as defined by whatever you know, program sure, you right. feel like you need to follow for nutrition and you genuinely enjoy it. And he's like, when you've got something that meets that criteria, write it down or remember it. And that's one on your list. And the goal is really to just have a list of like 10 of those. If you had like three breakfasts, three lunches and three dinners and one kind of flutter. Yeah. If you had a list that was pretty definitive of just those things and you're like, hey, I could cycle between these indefinitely because I love them and they're good for me. Man, it takes the guessing out of it. You don't have to be motivated and you're good to go. And that's just a strategy that's kind of stolen from what naturally emerges on the exercise side. So that's kind of where my mind goes. It's like, yep, cool. I think we can agree. Nutrition is an important thing. What do we do about it? All right. Well, what, what works on the exercise front? Let's see if we can steal some of those strategies and tactics and apply it to making your nutrition choices better. Well, you know, let's, we'll put our, our money where our mouths are, <laughs> put, put you on the spot. And now people can leave, um, oh boy, <laughs> wonderful comments or, or sharpshooters if they want. <laughs> did, did you have breakfast this morning? And if so, what did you have for breakfast? I did. And man, I tell you, this, I have been <laughs> loving this breakfast. I've okay. had it every day for, I don't know how long now it's spring and uh, spring in Tennessee is amazing. Like it's just an explosion of all things flora and fauna. So it's pretty cool. But uh, I have been doing a four egg, a little bit of cheese, um, just kind of scramble. And then I will get a big bowl of berries and I'll mix them up. It'll be raspberries, blackberries, mm. and blueberries. And at the farmer's market, I got it, this local dark Tennessee honey. It looks like almost like molasses. And I'll just take a little dunk and drizzle a little honey on top of the berries. And that'll be my breakfast oh my almost goodness. every day. It's so good. And I'm not talking like, you know, Waffle House style <laughs> syrup over Ladle. everything. I'm talking, I'm talking a drizzle. It's a drizzle, yep. you know. And oh, that man, it's just incredible. Just a little bit of sweetness. I got my protein and then I'll have a coffee on the side and I look forward to it. No joke every single day. So oh, that's, that's what I've been doing lately. Mine's, mine's so boring with with three kids and a dog. The mornings are crazy. I, I, I whip up something real quick as my daughter's eating so I can sprint it at the house with her. So I just had this morning five scrambled eggs, two bananas and a glass of water. Hey, there you go. And that was Gets it. the job and, done. And in my truck on the way to drop her daycare, I had a cup of coffee and that's... yep. And that happens regularly because the mornings are just a dumpster fire. So, <laughs> so 
that's that. I'm curious if people down in the comments below, I know you don't have to make this decision, but if you did, what would you choose? Hmm. Working out or nutrition? Which one is more important? Which one is, uh, you know, which just jumps to the, the front of your mind? So keep the questions coming. This is your show, not ours. We really appreciate all the input and all the feedback. And leave your comments below on this YouTube video. Go to the show notes. Check out all the VNR cycles that we have. Get your first strict handstand push-up, your first push-up, your some barbell capacity programs, on-ramp programs. I think you'll really enjoy them. And once again, for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and we will see you next time.